Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews. We did it, we did it together, and uh, it's just so exciting for me to just be a part of this with them, with all the 11 other players. It's truly an experience that I will cherish forever. Taking you beyond the ropes. Whatever you think is possible for you, or, or even what's not possible, you know, beyond your wildest dreams, go for it. You know, just go for it and think big and believe in yourself and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do anything. Unforgettable stories. He's hit some putts with it, so he gets his phone out and he just takes a picture of the grip and down the putter and doesn't say anything and he just pings it to Tiger. And of course, Tiger pinged him right back like, what in the hell are you doing with my putter? Do not touch that putter. <laughs> a bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fairways of Life show on this Tuesday. It's demo day today. If you're near a TV, you can catch me on Morning Drive today as well. It's for this day, it's kind of the unofficial kickoff for everything that officially surrounds the PGA Merchandise Show because this is where people are coming to actually see and hit the golf clubs. We're from Orange County National, but you cannot believe what it looks like out here where you've got a range that is so big that manufacturers are surrounding it in a massive, massive circle, actually hitting golf balls at each other, but it's so wide here it's not going to reach anywhere near each other and you can hit everything that is in the game of golf hundreds of tents and booths all the equipment as far as the eye can see thousands will pour in here to test this product and some of the newest stuff out there for the very first time no doubt at all you're going to hear about all of it again today and as we continue on through the course of the week as we kick off all of our interviews for the pga show week so when you have the show, which is, the, you know, the fifth major in the game, it's at least on the business side of the game, it's the major for golf. And there is so much excitement surrounding the industry and, and every part of it. When you have people coming in, remember, I, I already saw TaylorMade's Sim Metalwoods. Tomo Bastet, who is the senior director of Metalwoods and product creation for TaylorMade Golf, showed them to me. And everybody is talking about the same thing, that level of excitement. Tomo's joining us right now. Tomo, what's going on, my man? The Sim Driver, everybody's got it out there. It's on the tours. The commercials are running. Everybody is pumped about this thing. you got to be excited. Well, we're, we're incredibly excited, uh, Matt. The, it's, been, it's been off the hook here, honestly, for the last – Really for the last few weeks, um, since I saw you, obviously, uh, out at Stream Song, and then, you know, obviously with the tour kind of coming uh, to the mainland, it's been, I mean, I had several calls this morning about, you know, working with players, and, and they need this, and just questions, and it's been fantastic, honestly. And just the feedback from, from golfers all around the world, just being able to try it now, finally, and, and you know, the feedback coming through, even the emails and social media and things like that, to me personally, even, um, has been fantastic. So, we're yeah, we couldn't be more excited, Matt. All right, well, let's get into it. SIM, which stands for Shape in Motion. It's more than a driver. It's a family. Let's talk about the characteristics of this family. Yeah, so, I mean, we, what's, what's interesting is, is you know, once in a while when you develop product, uh, you know, a story will be 
kind of presents itself to you. And it actually works across categories. So what's cool about it is, is the shape and motion concept is mainly around the driver, right? So we talked about how we've basically broken this trade off of you don't have to sacrifice good aerodynamics to get, you know, really forget good forgiveness in the driver or low CG. These can all happen at the same time if you shape the driver a certain way. And that's kind of what we've done with these drivers. And then as you look through the family of, of fairway woods, we have a completely different sole design. So this is a new V-steel idea of, you know, kind of bringing back that idea of a really playable fairway wood, again, marrying that together with modern technology that delivers distance and forgiveness. Obviously, we have some incredible technology with, with uh, our face technologies and both the steel and the titanium fairway wood, but also uh, speed pocket technology and obviously that multi-material construction with the carbon. So a lot of excitement going on in these categories. Yeah, and it, there's a lot of, of that technology that Tomo just touched on too. I want to back it up and talk about that SIM driver then to start because so much of that technology is prominent there. I guess the first thing I would ask you to do, Tomo, is be the eyes for the world and describe what the SIM driver looks like. Yeah, so it's it's sort of one of those things where when you look at it from the top, you know, that the dress position when you're about to hit the shot, it looks pretty conventional shape-wise, right? It does have some cool new cosmetic touches. It has a, a new carbon color and a new paint color, but it, shape-wise, it's pretty traditional. The, the difference is really when you turn it over and you see the sole of the club, and the whole sole is asymmetric. It's sort of this, we have this big center feature. We call it an inertia generator. It's, just a, it's kind of a fancy word for uh, a feature that adds forgiveness to your club. And mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a fairly significant sort of fin on the bottom of the club, that's at, a, at about a 30-degree angle across the sole, right? So it's really quite dramatic in terms of that shape is, is very different from what you typically see in a driver. And also, if you look, attend, pay attention and look at it from the sort of the toe side of the club, um, kind of looking towards the player, you'll notice that the, the, the crown is really tall, right? So it's really high off the ground, and that's really what's driving that aerodynamic performance as well. So it's really some unique differences in the shape, again, that's driving that performance. And what did you do with the weight and particularly the discernible weight in terms of how you moved around in the club and offset it with carbon in other places? Yeah. So, you know, over the years, uh, Matt, we worked hard on, on essentially freeing up as much mass as we could out of the head. So we've made that carbon crown even bigger every year. We've kind of harvested as much mass as we can from the top of the club. We have sole panels as well that are carbon. And we've taken that weight, all those grams, it's 20 plus grams at this point that we've changed in terms of how we're positioning it. And we're taking uh, that weight and we're focusing it in the bottom of the club. And, uh, and a lot of that at the very back of the club in a separate steel weight. So there's obviously titanium uh, chassis to the club, but there's a steel weight at the very, very extreme back and low back of the club. And that's really what's providing that low CG and obviously that forgiveness to the club as well. All right, let's talk about the, the SIM the Sim Max, the Sim Max D, and then the Sim Max Women. What are the differences from one model to another? So in the standard Sim model, which is sort of our, you know, if you want to call it a flagship model, that one has um, all the shape technologies talked about. And in addition, we also have a sliding weight track on the sole of that club. So uh, we've basically taken um, a sliding weight technology that we've developed over the last few years, and we've sort of made a, 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 like a longer slot but just the front just the heel toe one on the front of the club so there's a 10 gram weight in the front that you can slide into a fade setting the draw setting it provides a significant amount of trajectory control for a lot of players up to 20 yards left and right 
And that's really the same driver. And that has a little bit of a shallower face profile. It's a very low spin driver. So that's a, great for a lot of people who, who spin it too much and want to get the ball to the wind. And then maybe they balloon the driver. Then maybe they're a little steeper on it. Or they're just very high speed. So we see a lot of poor players gravitating towards the same driver. Now, the Max, the same Max driver, is built sort of as a really great all-rounder. It still has all that same technology, the carbon fiber crown, the carbon fiber toe panel, and that uh, very unusual asymmetric sole design. But we've taken the weight that we have in the track on the sim, and we've placed that weight, uh, additional weight, in the back of the club. So we actually create additional forgiveness, additional MOI on the club to really deliver that maximum forgiveness, hence the name Max on that club. So it's a really forgiving club. And then the third club, the Sim Max D driver, that driver is built for a golfer who struggles with the right side of the golf course. You know the guy, Matt, mm-hmm. who basically mm-hmm. cannot avoid the slice uh, and would do anything to hit a nice little draw into the fairway. And so we've done a lot of different things on this, little subtle things to make this club go significantly more left on the Max, uh, including uh, a thing that we call divergent masking. So what it, that means is that we've actually taken um, – the sort of the top of the club, the top line, if you will, the part that separates the crown from the face, and we've actually angled it at a different angle. It's more open versus the face, so that, and then we readjust the face to be a little more closed. So in, in a nutshell, what it means is that the club looks normal when you put it on the ground. It looks like a square face, square to the target, easy to line, but the actual face angle is a little bit more closed, a degree and a half more closed than the standard one. So that's going to deliver mm-hmm. a significant draw bias for the player as well. So... There's a lot of different touches, and also the final thing on the same Max D is that we made a much bigger face on that driver, too. Again, we know this golfer who struggles with a slice usually has a bigger shot pattern, slightly more severe misses on the face, and we want to give that player as big a face as possible to miss it on. Awesome stuff. What about the Sim Max for women? Yeah, so the Sim Max for women, we basically take uh, the same head as the men's, uh, and we... Um, build it for a women's spec. So we, we shorten the shaft by two inches. We built a shaft with Aldola, a 45-gram ladies' flex shaft that's obviously going to work better for a little bit of a slower swing speed. Um, and we've obviously been testing different lengths. And that two-inch or shorter length is working really well. It's a little more controllable. Some women's clubs that you see are a little bit on the longer side. And so we actually erred on the side of going a little shorter. Um, and then uh, obviously built it with a lighter grip as well. So we have this uh, grip from uh, Lampkin called the Sonar. Uh, which is a lighter 33-gram uh, grip from, from Lampkin, which is really nice, has a nice uh, fingerprint technology to it that's really tacky as well. So it's a nice uh, combination. Now, for women, obviously, there's a lot of different women golfers out there, and I think sometimes there's a tendency by the industry to sort of group them all as, like, one cohesive group, and just like male golfers are different, women golfers are different as well. So this would be, on the spectrum of, of women golfers, a little bit more for the serious player, right? And then we have other mm-hmm. sets like the Kalia set, uh, in some markets, we also offer the, a Japanese bar called the M Glory set, which is even more game improvement. So there's different levels of that women's set. And you can also buy the Simmax D uh, driver as well for women's in that same spec setting as well. So there's a lot of options for uh, women golfers out there. Excellent. All right. So now let's jump back to the, the Meadowoods that you were talking about a little bit earlier and the aerodynamic sole design and everything that you did with the V-Metal. Take us back through through those. And if you wouldn't mind, Tomo, we haven't spoke about the hybrids yet. And I know I saw mm-hmm. Rory talking about possibly playing a hybrid. Too. Let's let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, again, a lot of excitement on the fairways as well. And, and really to, to follow through on the shape idea, Matt, we we, we brought back V-Steel. And V-Steel was, um, as a lot of uh, the listeners on the show will, will know, was a 
was a breakthrough club that came out about 15 years ago from TaylorMade, and a lot of people still have it in the bag. It's a it's an extremely versatile sole design that basically gets you um, out of bad lies, out of the rough. Um, it gets the ball up in the air, and it was a real good sort of for us uh, a way to tie in a, a sort of a playability, ease of use, versatility element into fairwoods that over the last few years have gotten really long. Like they, you're getting close to driver-like launch conditions now but maybe the playability has not kind of followed suit along with that, right? So we wanted to add a little bit more of that, give the player more success rate with the fairwoods. You know, when you get those tough shots that are in awkward spots, we want to, I mean, ultimately, you're probably pretty far from the pin when you're pulling a fairwood. You just want to hit a good shot. You know, it's, it's the difference between just topping it or hitting under the ball and then getting something that gets close to the green. And that's really what we focused on with this V-Steel, giving that versatility uh, and that sort of reduced uh, turf drag, essentially, um, getting you uh, the maximum amount of speed as well. So that's really worked well for us. And back to the point about the rescue. Now, the rescue builds on the same sort of formula as the fairwoods with this V-Steel sole. Um, first time we put V-Steel in a rescue, and I think that was a little bit of the catalyst to what you've seen of DJ playing it in Kapalua and now Rory coming out saying, hey, this, is, this thing is like a 7-iron to hit but goes like a 3-iron. You know, And so like now, best of both worlds, Rory's never played a, a rescue in his career, um, and I think there's a really good chance we're going to see him use one the next time he tees it up in a tournament. So that's really exciting for us, and I think this could become a little bit of a cult classic out there, with, with even with average golfers, and, and, and certainly with better players who maybe wouldn't have considered this club otherwise. It's awesome stuff. Uh, after we get past all the madness of these few weeks here with everything that's going on this run, Tomo, please come back on with us because I then want to go through the sim irons with you as well because the the story, the technology, the continuation of some technology and the new technology that you brought to those is also a compelling story. But I, it, forgive me, but I wanted to spend the time on the Metalwoods uh, tonight because I think they're absolutely fascinating. I think you're going to light the industry on fire with them. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. I'll, I'll be happy to come on anytime you guys want me on. Um, always enjoy talking equipment with you and, 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 you know, guys are so knowledgeable out there right now. It's just, it's just fun to chit chat about it. And, and to your point, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. So anytime you want me on, just give me a call. You got it, my man. TaylorMadeGolf.com is where you guys can go for more information on everything that Tomo was talking about. Thanks for joining us. See ya. Thank you. We'll be back with more after this. FootJoy, the number one outbrand in golf, ensures that you can make every day playable with performance gear to handle any weather condition. All FootJoy products are designed to provide the best golfing experience regardless of the conditions. Every piece of FootJoy gear goes through years of testing and validation to ensure the ultimate in golf performance. Trust the brand that has been number one forever. Learn how you can make every day playable at FootJoy.com M-E-D-P. Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. 
guaranteed advance tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles. And they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Your game deserves the best of technology. Your game deserves being custom fit for the clubs that you play. Your game deserves getting the best technology at the best value. Tour Edge has it all. They build the product in the United States. They back it by a lifetime warranty. Think about that for a second. TourEdge.com to check them out. Why do you think players at the PGA Tour Champions have checked them out of the likes of Scott McCarron and Tom Lehman? Because the technology works. Check out Tour Edge today. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. I'm Matt Adams. Dom is behind the glass. Yes, I am here, Matty. And I said to Matt in the commercial break, I was like, Matt, I know this is equipment. This is wall-to-wall equipment, and I love it, and I know you guys love it, and Matt, I know you love it more than anyone probably on planet Earth, but there's a lot of golf going on this week, and I told Matt, just let me, because he's so equipment-focused, I said, let me jump in and just give everybody a couple quick updates from the golfing side of things, just to keep everyone up to speed on what's going on because obviously Tiger's playing this week and there's a lot of golf going on this weekend. A playoff finished up yesterday. So let me get everyone really quickly caught up and then we'll go right back to you, Matt. And you can nerd out, I promise. So first things first, it is the Farmers Insurance Open this week and we all know what that means. Tiger Woods is playing golf and we're all very excited about that. He is going to be meeting with the media later on this morning, 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific time, which is like 1 o'clock or whatever, 2 o'clock here. And you will be able to get that full press conference, of course, after it's finished on our Ferris Life platforms. And I will bring all of you the best of the best of the best tomorrow so you won't miss any of that. Also speaking today, Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, Justin Rose. And you're wondering, oh, I thought Roy McIlroy's playing. Roy McIlroy is playing, and he is planning on speaking to the media after his pro-am tomorrow morning. So we'll have that sound for you on Thursday. Now, television coverage. You can watch the Farmers Insurance Open. This Thursday starts at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Golf Channel. And there will be featured groups and <clears throat> shocking development. Guess who is in the featured groups? That's right, Tiger Woods. They have released the featured group pairings. I will tell you who those people are right now, but the tee times are not released yet. Those will come out later on, probably late this afternoon, so we'll have those tee times for you tomorrow. But they have put the featured groups together, which you will be able to see on PGA Tour Live, which is part of NBC Sports Gold. Absolutely worth checking out. I'm not sure if you've heard. We've talked a little bit about this on the show, Matt, but... Uh, as you may or may not have heard, they're actually going to do something really special with PGA Tour Live for the Players' Championship coming up. They're going to show every single shot from every single player in the field. I know it sounds impossible. I still don't really quite understand how they're going to do it. I mean, we had all the people in charge on to tell us how they're going to do it. It still doesn't make any sense. But I can't wait to see how it all comes together. That's going to be very exciting. So here are the featured groupings. Roy McIlroy, Cameron Smith, Brant Snedeker. Ricky Fowler, 
Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, Jason Day, Justin Rose, Jordan Spieth. I know, right? This is ridiculous. This feels out- outrageous. Tiger Woods, John Rahm, and Colin Morikawa will round out the featured pairings. The tee times will be announced, as mentioned, later on today. But in the meantime, you can stew over the fact that you know you will be watching every shot from every single one of those players, and isn't that exciting? So very pumped up for the Farmers Insurance Open kicking off later on this week. Now on to the LPGA Tour, where the Diamond Resorts Tournament of Champions officially wrapped up yesterday morning after like 950 playoff holes on the par 3 18th hole out there at the Four Seasons Golf Club in Orlando. And Gabby Lopez is your champion. It is her second LPGA Tour victory. You may recall she won the Blue Bay LPGA in 2018. And of course, she played in the Rio Olympics in 2016, representing Mexico. And it looks like after this victory that she'll probably be doing that again later on this summer uh, in Tokyo. So that's exciting. After she won the playoff, she spoke with the LPGA Tour. And here is what she had to say. You know, it was... It was crazy, lots of memories, lots of uh, feelings running through my mind, through my stomach, um, through my heart. Um, I knew that NASA was going to make her putt. I mean, I just felt that I was forced to make that putt, to be able to have a chance. And uh, I mean, I've had a good look at that putt. I mean, I've hit it probably five times in the last seven times that we played it. And um, yeah, I mean, I was lucky to, to hit the right speed. 18 played as the hardest hole this week. Only six birdies all week. You had three of them. What set up so well on 18 here for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like I like the the tightness. I like when it comes hard. I, I, I mean, I'm a player that I'm always looking for for the tough holes, for the tough um, courses. I mean, um, and you know, I, I don't know. I think just. You know, hitting a hybrid into into this hole wasn't easy, but um, it was a perfect number for me to this to this hole this morning. And I don't know, I was really really lucky to um, be able to hit the green twice and get get a good look at, at the putt. You played five holes last night. Just couldn't go any further because of darkness. Out at 6 a.m. Have you ever had an experience like this? This was something else. I mean, yesterday I was like, NASA told me, hey, I wanna I want more one more hole. One more hole, and I was like, "Dang! I mean, it's dark, and okay. I mean, someone's gonna give it a chance, and let's do it." So, I mean, last night was hard. I mean, I couldn't see that very well, but I mean, I had to risk it. Um, I was in a good momentum. I was hitting good shots. I was hitting good hybrids into this green. So, um, I mean, luckily, it got my, it went my way this morning. This was an amazing win. Your second win on tour. How do you celebrate? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to celebrate with my family, with my coach, with my, you know, my caddy, my boyfriend here. I mean, they all are amazing supporters of mine, and I just couldn't be more blessed and more happy to have them by my side. I mean, I'm, I'm surrounded with professionals, and, you know, being able to, to call them my friends, call them my family, um, knowing that I can rely on them anytime, to me, that's the biggest blessing, being able to feel as a team, feel a family, and... Um, yeah, the LPGA has has been my second home. This week, the LPGA is going to be at Boca Rio in Boca Raton, Florida for the inaugural Gainbridge LPGA. Coverage of that will kick off on Golf Channel at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time on Thursday. 
Just some quick housekeeping for you. This week on the European Tour is the Omega Dubai Desert Classic that will kick off on Wednesday evening Eastern Time for us at 11 p.m. on Golf Channel. You can watch that. And quite a stout field. Bert Wiesberger is there. Matt Fitzpatrick is there. Henrik Stenson is there. Danny Willett is there. Shane Lowry is there. Louis Oosthuizen. Bryson DeChambeau made the trip. Tommy Fleetwood will be there. So you can catch that coverage on Golf Channel, as mentioned, tomorrow evening. And remember, the Corn Ferry Tour is playing in the middle of the week this week, which is kind of cool. We basically get golf all seven days. No complaints from me. So you can catch the uh, third round action today at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Golf Channel. Mickey DeMorat is leading there at 11 under par after a 765 yesterday. All right, that's enough of me. Let's go straight back into the equipment, Maddie. I know you're pumped up about our next guest. Very excited about the product that PXG is been producing consistently, but certainly that which lies in the future for the company. Mike Nicolette is the director of product design. Mike uh, played golf at Rollins College down here in Orlando, turned pro in the late 70s, and a great golfer. Uh, played in 218 PGA Tour events. In fact, he won in 1983 right here, what was then called the Bay Hill Classic, now known as the Arnold Palmer Invitationals. He has also played in seven majors including two Masters championships, and he decided to take all that knowledge and experience that he has and go into golf equipment design, and now he is with PXG designing their brilliant product. Mike, first of all, thank you for joining us. It's, it's good to catch up with you. Oh, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, let's jump right into this. I, I saw new Gen 3 irons in wedges. What can you tell the world about them? Well, uh Matt, I'll tell you, I know that um, anybody that's designing equipment is going to probably say the same thing that I'm saying. I'm really excited about this product. And the reason, and I'm going to go through a few of the reasons with you, and you tell me when you need me to, to end it because no, I love uh, it. Really cool. there's some really cool stuff going on on the inside of this golf club that's uh, okay. affecting some, some performance. So uh, without further ado, I'll just kind of run through a, a few of the things that are new on the Gen 3. First of all, it's a, it's a five-time forged body, which means that this part goes through five different sets of tools on each law, both right and left-handed, obviously, to achieve the net shape that we're looking at. Um, what's different on this is we now CNC the back surface of the golf club. So, Matt, you, you've been in the industry a long time. When you forge things, you can only forge to a certain thickness. So the back wall of our golf club is fairly thin, and to achieve the desired thickness so the weighting is correct, we now CNC the backside of it, which you know gives you a little bit more aesthetic, uh, an aesthetic-pleasing uh, look to it. Uh, we hmm. typically used to CNC the inside, but why waste all of that effort and beauty when you can't really see it? So we just flipped it around, and now it's, it's a gorgeous golf club when you look at the backside. Uh, but the real nuts and bolts of what's going on is we have what was called a new impact reactor, and this is powered by a dual core technology. So the 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 in the nuts and the bolts of this whole deal, and you know, I'm sure you know this and realize this, but you know, when when we can get this club to act a little bit like a spring, so it loads and unloads, uh, that's going to be able to store energy and release energy, and Previous version, so with our Gen 1 uh, PXG irons, we used a different internal material. It was a thermoplastic uh, material, yeah. and that particular material, Matt, it did what it was supposed to do. It, it dampened vibration and made the club sound great, but 
you know, through any endeavor, there's always learnings as you go down the road. And we found that we were actually losing energy in the system by the material we had on the inside of the golf club. Um, and as we started into Gen 2 models, you know, we were looking for a high COR material rather than, uh, you know, a very low COR material, which was our thermoplastic. And one of the challenges with trying to find the material we're looking for is we wanted to try to keep the feel, but we wanted to keep the energy in the system. And we we didn't quite achieve everything we wanted with Gen 2. So we got higher ball speeds. We put an, a higher COR material on the interior of the club, which, you know, when the face loads, it was loading the material. It all comes back into the golf ball. And we got a little more ball speed. But... In doing that, the, the material is a little firmer, and I think we lost probably some of the feel that everybody loved so much about the Gen 1. So we really looked at different polymers and combinations of polymers that we could put inside of our Gen 3 iron, and we came up with an amazing combination uh, of two different materials that live on the inside of the golf club. And the combination of those materials is allowing the face itself to flex more than two times what we had in previous generations. So if you mm. can imagine storing that energy in the face. But the other thing is the materials that live on the inside now, since it's such a high COR material, as it's being compressed by the face and the impact of the golf ball, it's storing the energy as well. And when that all comes back out, I'm telling you, we are getting some amazing ball speeds out of there. Uh, just as a personal experience, Matt, uh, mm-hmm. my Gen 2s, my ball speed with my 7 iron is about 112 miles an hour. That translates into about 162 yards of carry and, you know, close to 170 finished. With the Gen 3 irons, I am at 117 ball speed, everything being equal. So wow. I personally picked up five miles an hour through all of our testing. It's averaging out to two to three miles an hour for everybody that's hit the club, which again, you know, in, in yards, you're looking at probably anywhere from four to six yards difference in carry uh, in, at a seven iron distance. That's pretty spectacular. So, uh, you know, with that again is, is the nuts and bolts of what's going on with the gen three. Uh, and there's a few other things that I can go into some details here that I'll let you talk for a second and, and uh, we can go from there. Yeah, I just I, I just want to get a little bit more of the of an idea of the of the iron. Uh, first of all, on, on the business end, when you set the iron at a dress and you look down at it, what's the top line look like? What is it? How does the face and, and the hosel and all that blend together to the player's view? Well, I. I'll tell you what, so with the T version, you know, we have three different versions. We have the T Mm -hmm. for tour, you know, P for players, and then we have a new category for us called the XP, which stands for extreme performance, and I'll go into a little detail on that in just a minute. But uh, top-down view on our T iron, uh, we changed it up a little bit, Matt, so that the top line's a little bit thinner, the sole line's a little bit thinner than we had been in the past moving it more into a, a, a blade look, if you will. Uh, and then, obviously, with the P-iron, we grow the top line slightly as, the, you know, the club gets uh, a little bigger from heel to toe. And then with the XP, we grow the top line even more, uh, again, as the club grows from heel to toe. Now, what that does is, optographically, it makes the club look really balanced and neutral, whether you're looking at the T or the P or the XP. In other words... 
if I put a real thin top line on the XP, the club wouldn't look quite right. It would look too long and skinny. So to keep everything in proportion, we balance all of those elements to make it look really, uh, really pleasing as you look down at the golf club. Is there a progressive offset from one model or even from within a set as you go to the longer irons? Uh, yes and yes. So obviously the Tour, the T version, has the least amount of offsets. Uh, and as we progress through the P and the XP, the offset grows. Um, the offset also changes within uh, each model as you go from loft to loft to loft to loft. So everything is progressive, um, you know, as you go through that set. And one of the things, Matt, I don't know that, uh, you know, maybe your listeners know this, maybe they don't, but, you know, offset's not put in a golf club just um, – you know, by a matter of chance, so to speak. As the club length grows from heel to toe, what happens is the MOI of the club around the sweet spot gets bigger, but you also have a higher MOI about the shaft axis, which means that the shaft, uh, that particular club, the longer blade, is a little bit more difficult to bring back to square. So what we do is we add some offset to those longer blade lengths that balance it and have it hang in a little bit more of a, a quote-unquote closed fashion so that whether you're swinging the T, the P, or the XP, all of those clubs will come back to a neutral club at impact. And, uh, you know, you have to balance those elements of CG position, blade length, and then, you know, that MOI about the shaft axis so that it performs just the way it should. Mike Nicolette is our guest. He's the director of product design for PXG, and we're talking about the new Gen 3 irons. Okay, uh, let's, Mike, if we can, turn the club over and explain to us. Uh, you, you talked about it a little bit in terms of the width of the flange of the sole. What did you do there? How is it on the, on the leading edge in terms of blunting the turf interaction, and did you do any relief on the backside? Well, to be honest with you, Matt, that, the sole designs haven't changed much through our generations. You know, I've been doing golf club design for a long, a long time now. I mean, I was with a, another company for 23 years and now with PXG for six years. Um, you know, when, when something works really well, you don't want to change it much. So as far as the bounce angles, the camber heel to toe, front to back, they're fairly similar on what we had in all the different generations. Um, if, if there's any change at all in the sole line on these clubs, it's the sole is just you know a tiny bit thinner, um, and that allows that that club to get down into the golf ball and impact a little bit higher on the face for that little bit more solid feel, you know. And that comes from a feedback from our tour players. I one of the guys I especially love working with uh, on our staff is Ryan Moore because. Ryan, he, he really has a good sense of what's going on in that turf interaction. And he was really one of the first guys as we were developing, you know, our irons. He was like, hey, uh, you know, he loved our P iron. But as we started developing the T, you know, we had prototypes and I'd work with him. And he said, if, if there's anything you can do to let this ball get a little higher on the face without it digging, he said, I think that, you know, that's what we're going to be looking for. So uh, there's some elements in the sole design on these products that, you know, uh, come from good feedback uh, through players like, like Ryan. Wow, that is very cool. I have to tell you, last weekend, uh, Mike, I can't remember if it was before or after we went on the air for Morning Drive, I made Gary Williams 
run and grab me his new wedges because he was talking about the new PXG wedges that he got. And I and he was he was going on about them, and I said I can't, I have to see these. I particularly want to see what Mike did with the with the the bounce in, in union with the with the loft. And so the first thing I do is when I pick up a wedge, always I look at it with the sole facing the sky, and I look to see the heel relief and and the the back of the flange camber etc they were beautiful I, I just gorgeous so i wonder if you could could spend a moment just telling the world about these gorgeous wedges that you guys are making well i'll tell you what so we're going to have two different models our, the first one obviously is going to be the milled so we're going to replace our original milled wedge um and I, again the I take a lot of feedback, you know, from the guys on our staff and how we can do things better. But one of the things that, that um, really was coming across is they were like, hey, you know, I know we don't have one. We've hit it. This this high toe wedge, it's gained popularity out on the tour. And, you know, obviously it sells very well in the marketplace. They said, if, if there's anything you can do to, you know, give us some of that high toe flavor, um, that would be an improvement in their eyes on, on this wedge. So uh, really I did, I personally, Matt, I just don't like the look of the high toe stuff. It, you know, it looks kind of like a hatchet down there on the end of a stick, but it performs well, you know, it puts the mass <laughs> in a really good spot. So one of the cool things about the weights that we use on our clubs is that, you know, I can create a high toe mass uh, reality without having the optographics and look of a high toe wedge. So, you know, by adding some, some real high density material into the high toe, uh, I was able to achieve that. And then, you know, as far as sole lines with uh, the bounce, our 09 version is very similar to our Sugar Daddy, our previous version. Uh, mm. It has slightly less bounce to it. Uh, again, I got some feedback from our guys that, hey, you know, in these tight turf conditions that they play from day in and day out, uh, if they had something that could just get down to the golf ball and look uh, like that lead edge stays lower as you open that club up, it would be a good thing. So um, I changed a few of the elements in the sole, and I think I I, I hit gold with it, to, to be honest with you. It is uh it's absolutely fantastic. The feedback's been great on it. Um, so we'll see how that, you know, the players start to put them in the bag as the weeks go on here. I absolutely love it. Mike, unfortunately, we've run out of time tonight. Mike Nikolek is the director of product design for PXG. But just before I let you go, obviously, drivers, woods, hybrids, putters, all of it is uh, in the offing for PXG. And I assume that PXG.com is the best place for people to go to see the entire line. Yeah, if anybody wants to visit our website, they're able to see all the products available. And, uh, you know, I it's, I just love designing golf equipment, and I love being able to design without any restraints. It's it's just uh, it's, it's something I've always dreamed of, and it's, I'm just so glad that Bob Parsons has given us the opportunity to try to create something special. Mike, that's why you're doing things that are as special as they are. Thank you very much for what you have done, for what your entire team does, and we wish you the very best. Thank you, Matt, and uh, enjoyed it. It's been a great week so far. I mean, the, the stuff that, that we're able to learn and hear is amazing. You guys can learn and hear everything that you could possibly want to know about taking a trip to a magical place just by logging on to Ireland.com. As host of the Fairways of Life show, I'm very proud to be an ambassador for Ireland and the great golf that you can find there, the great Lynx golf that you can find there, the championship golf that you can find there, which included the 
the Open Championship at Royal Port Rush last year in Northern Ireland or the Irish Open at Lahinch, my home course, last year. Just log on to Ireland.com and you can find out all the information that you need to get started today. Join us for more after these words. It's time for you to discover Stream Song, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Core, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com. FootJoy, the number one outer brand in golf, ensures that you can make everyday playable with rain jackets for all weather conditions. New to the FJ Performance Outwear lineup this year is the all-new DryJoy Select LS, the lightest, most waterproof garment FJ has ever produced, setting the new standard in rainwear. Amazingly, it's actually lighter than a golf shirt, but still fully waterproof. You can shop now at FootJoy.com M-E-D-P. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. BenHoganGolf.com is where you can go to see the beautiful product that's being produced right now, bearing the name of the legend. You know, when he founded the original company in 1953, Ben Hogan said he did it, quote, to design and manufacture the best golf clubs in the world, end quote, and that is exactly what their mantra is today, only it's going directly to you, not through retail stores, so they're saving that 40%, 50% retail markup. You can get the best, and you can get it directly from their master craftsmen. Log on to BenHoganGolf.com now. What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. Hey, my new book is called The Golf Round I'll Never Forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars we call their finest moments. Moments like this. The 1973 U.S. Open. Here's Johnny Miller. We got a letter also on Saturday morning and said, you're going to win the U.S. Open from some guy in Iowa. And I never got a, a letter that that's all it was. They didn't sign it, nothing. It was just from Iowa. You're going to win the U.S. Open. So it was sort of an interesting experiences that led up to that uh, winning that Open. Uh, and, and the round itself was sort of out of nowhere because it just was a, it was a perfect round of golf. I mean, it literally was a perfect round of golf. The book is called The Golf Round I'll Never Forget. 50 of golf's biggest stars recall their finest moments. I hope you enjoy it. You can pick it up wherever fine books are sold, including barnesandnoble.com and amazon.com. Welcome back. It's Equipment Focus Week here on the Fairways of Life show. It's the PGA Merchandise Show Week 2020. If there's a product you heard about or that you're interested in, you want to get your hands in this product, we're going to talk about it this week. When you get right down to it, 
a golf club has three parts. A head, a grip, and a shaft. Now, I get the marketing. I get the research and development that goes into the different manufacturers and and the head that is the engine of the golf club. I get it. But the tires of the golf club are the golf shaft. That's where the rubber meets the road. That's where ultimate dynamic performance comes in. So this past summer, it was right on the heels of of coming back from the open, bleary-eyed. I get taken out for Golf Channel to do a feature at True Temper. And we walk into this massive industrial complex. I can tell you in retrospect, it was one of the things, and I'm sure you guys did the same thing over the holiday period, where you kind of sit back and reflect on the year that was and cast your mind ahead to the year that will be. Well, when I look back on 2019, for me personally, it was one of the most distinctive trips I've ever been on. The takeaways that I had was the complexity of creating a golf shaft is far more in terms of steps and manpower and innovation than I think for me, and I've been to these types of places before, I just had never been to True Tempers. And it's what happens when you go to an industry leader. It's what happens when you go and see the best of the best. And so I watched from a block of steel, more like a plate in, in, ter- in, in accurate terms, to the extruding, to, to, the, to the cutting, to the step downs, to the plating, to the finishing. I watched this piece of raw steel become a finished work of art. And along the way, I came to the realization that Steel, in a golf club, has so much more consistency, so much more controlled factors, whether we're talking about the bow of flex, whether we're talking about the kick point, whether you're a person that comes over the top and needs a little more help, maybe you need a little more help getting the ball airborne earlier, maybe you want to hit it with a little bit more lower or boring trajectory. All of those factors can be accurately to the nth degree controlled in steel. And I watched all of this happening. And then I find out later on that True Temper is taking that same technology through True Temper Sports and applying it to other sports. Think about this expertise benefiting other sports and relative to golf. They're taking the same approach both in a combination with graphite and in the creation of graphite shafts to boot. Talk about a winning formula. It was an amazing experience, and it opened my eyes for all the years that I've spent in the golf industry, including on the equipment side. It opened my eyes up to the reality of the sophistication, of the quality, and yes, the beauty that was and are these steel shafts from True Temper. Uh, Don Brown is the Senior Director of Marketing and Innovation at True Temper and joining us right now. Don, it's, it's great to have you on the program. Thank you for joining us. It was, I think, an amazing experience. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize when they look at a steel golf shaft, you know, the amount of 
the amount of work and effort that goes into one. And like you said, starting as steel plate coming into our factory in giant coils and winding its way through several hundred thousand square feet, you know, seeing temperatures in excess of a thousand degrees going through all our various steps to finally get inspected and get wrapped and packed and shipped out to our PGA tour van where, um, 70 plus percent of the field every week use true temper steel uh, in their irons and wedges. Yeah. And rightfully so with good reason. So when we get down to this point where everybody in this week and in the coming weeks are going to be talking about equipment and new equipment, you guys are paramount in so much of that equipment that will find its way into golf shops everywhere around the world. Do you want to share, Don, with some of the new things that you're doing for 2020 and some of the things people should keep their eyes out for? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, our biggest launch this week uh, is, without a doubt, our new Acra I-Series steel shaft. Um, Acra is a company we acquired this year, and they're hugely popular in the aftermarket uh, premium club fitting world. Um, one of the reasons that we acquired them is they just have this really wide breadth of products, so they can fit just about anybody and their product is really versatile. So when a fitter's working with someone with Acura I-Series Graphite, which has been out for a couple of years now, they have a variety of options to hard step, soft step, over length, under length, and really get those shafts dialed in for that consumer. And now that Acura is part of the True Sports family, they have access to that Amory facility, and we're introducing Acura I-Series Steel uh, here at the show this week. Oh, tell us about that. So just like with the I-Series Graphite, the Acura I-Series Steel is all about giving the high-end club fitter the ability to really dial in the golfer's clubs. So um, the I-Series Steel comes in uh, three weights uh, from 105 all the way up to 125. So, again, giving the fitter the ability to get the golfer in exactly the right weight shaft. And it also comes in 10 lengths as opposed to a normal set of shafts would just be eight, three through wedge. That means the fitter's got the opportunity to hard step or soft step the shafts to get that golfer dialed into the exact performance they're looking for. I love it. Now, Don, isn't the Acra Graphite Shaft, isn't that a, a standard option? Tailoring Callaway, Cobra, if I'm not mistaken? No, Acra is a, just really with our premium aftermarket club fitters. Uh, with uh, with you know, the new drivers coming out this week, um, we've got a series of our Project X Graphite Shafts in those products. So uh, you're talking about our hazardous smoke line, our Edenflow Riptide line are available in those new drivers that are coming out. Excellent. And take us through some of those different shafts and, and performance and options that, that accompany. Yeah, so the, the hazardous line uh, and hazardous smoke has been uh, one of the most popular shafts in the golf market for the last, I think we're going on six years now, which is kind of hard to believe. But with the hazardous shaft, it's really all about stability. You know, we looked out at about six years ago when we started this project that at how much stronger golfers had gotten um, and how much, you know, these young kids that are coming up now where, you know, you got Keith Mitchell with 185-mile-an-hour ball speed getting out of bed. So that's much different than when I started doing this about 20 years ago. And so we looked at redesigning a lot of the shafts to be able to handle those aggressive tempos and high swing speeds. So the hazardous line is all about stability in the, in the handle and in the midsection to be able to handle those kind of swings. With our even flow line and our new even flow riptide, we realize that for all those guys that are swinging, you know, 185 mile an hour ball speed, there's also a lot of guys that are at 135 mile an hour ball speed. So our even flow riptide shafts, they're designed with an even taper, which means it's a lot easier for the, you know, the average golfer to load. Oh, love it. 
What's the binary and how does that apply itself to clubs that people would see in the golf shop? So binary is a, a concept that we've really been excited about and working on for a lot of years. And, you know, as people are going to get custom fit more and more, it's a concept that it's finally made sense to bring to the marketplace. You Traditionally, when you go to get a set of irons or you go to get fit, you get fitting either into graphite or you get fit into steel. But if you look at what most golfers need, they can probably benefit from both in a set of irons. So you may have uh, someone that's uh, got a slower swing speed or game improvement player that really could benefit from graphite through more than, uh, more than just their hybrids. You know, they're, when they're hitting a six iron, they're really not looking to hit the green. They just need to advance the ball as far as they can. On the other end of the spectrum, you have folks that really just need graphite in their long irons. So what we've done is we've made an interchangeable system of shafts. So when you go in to get fit, you can get graphite shafts in your three iron all the way down to the eight iron, or you can get steel shafts in the six iron to the wedge. So that means you're able to customize that set and make that break from graphite to steel wherever in the set best suits your game. Oh, I love it. Don Brown is the Senior Director of Marketing and Innovation for True Temper. Now, the website, if you want more information on all the stuff that we're talking about, is truetemper.com. But, uh, Don, I saw it when I was down there, True Sports. You mentioned it during this interview here this morning, True Sports. Could you talk to us about that direction for the corporation and what you're doing and what the impact is? Yeah, so earlier this year, we rebranded the parent company from True Temper uh, to True Sports. Um, We've been doing a lot of other stuff for a lot of years. Uh, I've been with the company uh, be 19 years in March, and we were making hockey sticks when I started, but we were making them for other companies, and we're having a lot of success. We have a lot of NHL players playing our product, but it wasn't with our name on it. So about four or five years ago, we started making sticks under our own brand, uh, True Sports. Same thing on the lacrosse side. We've been making lacrosse shafts for almost 20 years, and we decided, decided to start making those with our own brands on them where we had more control over the product. So that, along with a, a new initiative we've got going, where we now uh, just a few months ago have launched True Diamond Science, where we are bringing the aspects of golf fitting to the world of youth baseball. We decided with three of our product lines being branded True Sports and, and the golf side being True Temper, it made sense to brand the whole company as True Sports. And what that did is it really aligned all the different divisions together where we're all now pulling for true sports not where we have one the hockey guys pulling one direction and the golf guys pulling another direction and allowed us to be a lot more collaborative on not only you know the innovation side of things but also on the marketing side where we're all working under one name i love it man i'm very excited about what you guys are doing and i'm glad that the word is getting out there as always that true temper is the gold standard and shafts in the golf industry and now certainly people will know the same about all your other activities and the other sports as well in the true sports don brown thank you very much for joining us today and we wish you the very very best you and everyone associated with your products in the year that lies ahead thank you matt it was good to talk to you and i'll see you soon hey we've decided to do something different with our listeners trip to the french lick resort this year frenchlick.com if you just want to check out everything that they have to offer and it is a lot and that's the attitude that we have with our listeners trip as well we want to make it a lot of cool stuff to do and a lot of fun to be had and that includes taking in the partners that we have as part of the fairways of life show along for the ride and that includes when you guys show up 
We're going to give you a new driver. When you guys show up, we're going to make sure that you end up with a custom-fit set of irons as well. Nobody else is going to do this kind of stuff. And we're going to play some incredible golf, and you're going to be hanging out with Hall of Famers and legends of the game. It's going to be that unique. Spice in, incredible meals, uh, historic tours, spa visits. Maybe we'll do some bowling. Dom, let's do some, some pizza dinners around the bowling alley that they have downstairs at the French Lick Springs Hotel. We're going to do so many cool and fun things. This is one of the, the trips, listeners' trips, and we've done a lot of them over the years, that I am the most looking forward to. Frenchlick.com is, is the website for the resort. Fairwaysoflife.com is where you can sign up for our digital magazine, either from our website, from the digital magazine and until we get our dedicated web page set up those are the places where you're going to be able to get information on this one because it'll sell out fast i hope you guys join us huge week this week of the pga merchandise show there will be as a result of this show billions of dollars in commerce that will result from the same but it's a gathering for all of us from whatever side of the game that you are coming to it you're going to meet the people that you, in many cases you've probably known for a lot of years, but it's a gathering place for everybody. So it's not only a huge marketplace, it's a place to exchange ideas as well, which is precisely what we do. We have Jim Nugent on the program, founder and publisher of the Global Golf Post. Jim, how are you? How was 2019? Matt, thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. And uh, 2019, I think uh, for the golf industry, surprisingly, uh, was a pretty good year. Um, I say surprisingly because if you had drawn a line from Denver to New York in April, uh, everything north of that line didn't have much spring. I know that in Chicago I played one round of golf in April and I had a stocking cap on to do it. Uh, So it got off to a a really slow start because of the weather in the northern part of the country, but uh, business rebounded nicely and uh, uh, rounds played were up a little bit. I think most course operators had a pretty good year and the leading equipment companies also had a pretty good year. Why do you think that happened then, Jim, if it wasn't necessarily tethered to, to more rounds because of better weather extending the season? Is it a reflection on the economy or, or the value and, and the depth of technology in the product, or what was it? I think you have to cite the economy as much as anything else, Matt. Uh, when you look at uh, uh, people's 401k accounts, when you look at uh, where the Dow is uh, over the last uh, four, five, six years, uh, as much as anything, I think you have to look at that. Uh, you know, the equipment uh, is the equipment. Everybody's uh, touting the, the same uh, line that, you know, we've got better, it's longer, it's straighter, so on and so forth. Uh, that doesn't necessarily pull people into stores or get people on golf courses. But uh, when when the economy's good and the market's up, uh, that can make a, a meaningful difference. And I think that's what you saw in 2019. It, then against that standard, I would assume, uh, it, and especially in the shadow of this massive show going on this week, that we can look forward to unless, you know, obviously there's always unforeseen things that could pop up. But if the trend continues, that we might have a pretty good year in 2020? Yeah, I think so. I think the year is setting up nicely. I, I can't imagine that uh, our business uh, uh, is going to have worse uh, spring weather than we had last year. That's almost unfathomable. Uh, the equipment people are coming with, you know, more of the same, longer and straighter. Uh, the Dow hit 29,000, I think, the other day. So, you know, here as we sit in January, uh, things look pretty good and everybody's pretty optimistic. It hasn't snowed in May yet. Uh, nobody's had an order canceled. Uh, everybody's pretty happy as they come to Orlando. Yes, fingers crossed and that the river doesn't rise, too, on all of that. So, Jim, just to remind the audience, 
Global Golf Post, I guess in the in the broadest brush terms, I can ask the question, what is it? Um, well, Global Golf Post started uh, 10 years ago this uh, month, Matt. Uh, we were the uh, first uh, digital-only golf news magazine. Uh, we were published uh, every Monday morning, uh, sent, uh, written and edited for uh, the dedicated golfer, the serious golfer, the guy that uh, plays a lot, takes the game very seriously, and, and we've been doing that and doing it uh, uh, I think, and I'm not objective, but at a very high level as far as the journalistic quality, the content that we turn out. Um, a year ago this month, we added a, a new wrinkle to what we do. We added a paid subscription service, uh, which most newspapers and most media companies are doing these days. Uh, we call it uh, Global Golf Post Plus, uh, where we deliver original premium quality golf journalism that you can't find anywhere else with no advertising. And I'm uh, pleased to say that both of our businesses are functioning uh, very, very well, and we're excited about the future. Excellent. Uh, in terms of both of those sides of the businesses, if someone is interested in getting globalgolfpost.com, by the way, is the website, folks, globalgolfpost.com. But if someone is interested, could you go a little bit deeper in terms of what they can expect, maybe with some specific examples on each side? Yeah, our, our digital magazine, which is published at uh, 7 a.m. every Monday of the year, all 50 uh, weeks, 52 weeks, uh, is a summary of the competitive game. Amateur, we're going to tell you what happened uh, last week, and we're going to tell you what it means and, and why it matters. Uh, our subscription service, Global Golf Post Plus, is more feature writing. Uh, interesting stories from the world of golf, some professional, some amateur, uh, and some just kind of random stories of interesting people that we come across that we think other golfers would uh, be interested in reading about and appreciating. Excellent. Globalgolfpost.com, again, is the website. So we spoke about the business side of the game, both from 2019 coming into the hopes of 2020. On the professional side of the game, uh, those that play for money themselves, men, women, etc., what do you foresee for the LPGA and the PGA Tour, maybe the European Tour? Well, you've got a couple of different stories. Uh, the, the men's game has arguably never been healthier. You've got uh, great stars. You've got great young talent out there. More and more seems to be uh, arriving with each uh, graduating uh, college class. Um, the PGA Tour is, is, is in a great place. Um, the LPGA is a tour on the rise. Uh, uh, toward the end of last year, its commissioner, Mike Wands, finally started to get some of the recognition that, that he deserves for taking a tour that uh, 10 years ago was almost moribund and turning it around and really has built uh, an extraordinary platform for uh, women athletes, uh, in this case, the, the game of golf. Uh, he's done a remarkable job, and he just uh, uh, announced that he's going to resuscitate the uh, ladies' European tour. He's going to put a lot of time and effort and money into trying to establish, reestablish the women's professional game on the continent of Europe. Uh, the European tour is, is a bit at a, at a crossroads. Um, they're having a hard time keeping their best players at home. The, the good European players want to come and not just play, but live in America. And it's very difficult for that tour to keep their, their best at home. But there are times of year and there are weeks during the year when they will have a, a really outstanding tournament on a really outstanding golf course. Um, but they're not able to do it. They're not able to do it on a sustained basis all year long. Now, when we look back on the year that was in 2019, and I'm using this to, to lead into a, a question about a preview of 2020, Jim, just so you're aware, we had 
Tiger in the Masters. You, you had Brooks. You had Pebble. You had an incredible Open in Northern Ireland. I think that 2019 will long be remembered from the men's side of the game for the majors for a whole variety of reasons. Certainly Tiger, uh, the first one therein. The Solheim Cup was fabulous. It was out of this world good. Uh, so I guess in the balance of things, when we look at the game of golf in 2019 and as we go into 2020, you've already mentioned that you're bullish on what the game will mean in 2020. But in terms of the grand stages, we have the majors that will be before us this year, which includes the U.S. Open going back to Winfoot. We've got the Olympics coming up in the middle of the summer. And then we have a, a Ryder Cup in the fall of this year. It sounds like the table is dressed for a feast of golf in 2020. Well, it's, it's hard to imagine that, that we're going to be able to top last year because it really was, uh, particularly for the, the, the men's professional game uh, an extraordinary year it started with tiger winning the masters which just was a, a jolt to everyone's system uh, and you're right the open championship was one for the ages um, it, it was a fabulous year uh, hard to think that you can top it but this year has the opportunity to do it uh, we're going back to wingfoot for the men's open uh, you've got the olympics as you pointed out uh, tiger's going to have a chance to defend uh, his master's title um, it, it, it has the potential to be a, a really uh, interesting year. And then it, it caps off, as you pointed out rightly, uh, in September at the Kola Resort in Wisconsin with a, an American-hosted Ryder Cup. It all sounds fabulous. And for the details in a journalistic form that's going to take you back to when golf writing was at its very best, you may find the very best golf writing is right before you in the Global Golf Post. Jim Nugent is the founder. He is the publisher. The website is called globalgolfpost.com. And you can go on there for information about whatever you want to get from them because they have different options to suit different readers, different golfers. Jim, thank you very much as ever for your insights and for joining us today. Matt, thanks for having me on. Have a good show week. Thanks for joining us today on the Fairways of Life show from the PGA Merchandise Show. I hope you guys have a great day. Bye for now.